Welcome to Corizant Technologies, home of the Digital Executive Podcast. Welcome to the Digital Executive. Today's guest is Andrew McGrath. Andrew McGrath is the Vice President of Digital Product Strategy at Kehi. He drives the digital strategy at the company to ensure Kehi's technology portfolio is aligned with corporate strategy. Serving Kehi for nearly 10 years, Andrew has modernized business intelligence capabilities and introduced machine learning insights to the organization. Prior to Kehi, Andrew gained expertise in digital product design and development through his 20 years of information technology experience. Well, good afternoon, Andrew. Welcome to the show. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Andrew, this is so exciting. Uh, you know, we get to chat a little bit before we get on the mic, but it's just amazing to, again, get to talk to you, get to meet you, and then turn around and uh, share your story with our global audience. So I'm, I'm so uh, honored. Thank you again. Thanks. Yeah. You bet. Andrew, we're going to jump into the questions here. Let's talk mm-hmm. about your career a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. it's been in technology, strategy, product management. Now you're the vice president of digital product strategy for Kehi. Could you share with our audience the secret to your career growth and what inspires you? Okay. Um, yeah, sure. Let me, uh, let me start out by thinking about that career growth question that you have there. You know, a few years into my career, I was invited to an all day meeting. Uh, our company was trying to drum up new business and we had the clients in along with some big wigs uh, from our company. And I was early in my career. I, I was just a, you know, just starting out. And I had some knowledge about the client and the systems, which is why I was invited to it. But not much was asked of or really expected of me uh, in this meeting. Um, so seeing all the players in the room, uh, these big titles and big egos, I, I offered to do something. And in this case, I offered to take notes. And after a long day of discussion and debate, the client signed. They uh, signed up for what we were pitching them. And it ultimately led to a brand new business venture for our company. And uh, as a result of that, too, me just being in that space, I was offered my first management role. And uh, honestly, I couldn't have been more excited about it. That also led to several different jobs for me later on in my career because of the relationships formed in that kind of meeting. And so uh, I guess the, the one thing I, I wanted to kind of point out here, the first one is uh, from a career growth. I didn't realize going into that meeting, it would have such a massive kind of butterfly effect on my career in life, just that one meeting. And then the other part of it is I didn't just take notes. You know, I followed up, I took responsibility, uh, but I was also lucky. I was in the right place at the right time. As I was in that space, I was looking for ways to add value, not, you know, tell me what to do, but let me see where I can, you know, identify a need and try to do that. And, um, you know, I'll do that. I'll take notes. I'll be accountable for that. That was the kind of attitude I had, fortunately. Um, But uh, that behavior over time yielded results. So I think that's really what the secret is that I'm trying to get to is, you know, seeking responsibility in a situation is a key way for me to... um, to, to really kind of grow my career, but then also, frankly, be lucky. I was just in the right place at the right time too. But that consistent responsibility seeking behavior is what really led to um, and probably improved my luck, my luck in that situation. That's awesome. On, on the, Go ahead, yeah. Andrew. On the side. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, on, on the inspiration side, the thing that it really inspires me is, you know, uh, 1903 is when the Wright brothers took off and it was 1969 that we put a human being on the moon. That was 66 years. Uh, a lot of change in just a short 66 years, 1998 to 2020, 
22 years, Google went from their first release to $200 billion in revenue. And, you know, it, that's only 22 years that something like that happened. And uh, I think it was, I don't know, 2008 or 2009 when Satoshi Nakamoto wrote the Bitcoin white paper. That was only 13 years ago. And now we see crypto is now exceeding a trillion dollars in um, market capitalization. It's really remarkable what's happened in a short 13 years. So that pace of change really inspires me to imagine, you know, what's next? What are things going to be like in five, 10, 20 years? And it makes me think, am I prepared? Am I preparing my company, my family? I'm excited and optimistic about what's to come. That is exciting. And, and really that's, you know, I liked how you took your, at, at a micro level, took your career. And then you look more at the macro level, how what's going on across the globe. Yeah. Um, but you're right. You know, being, being at the right place, at the right time. A lot of people say that, but I think there's a, it just meant that you were open for that opportunity. You took what, what you had, the knowledge and the initiative and, you know, took a little courage and you, and you, you followed up on it. So that's exciting. And that's the type of things that we love to share here on this platform. So thank you. Yeah, you bet. And Andrew, let's talk about this lockdown, you know, it's going back and forth and all over the place. Right. But we've all made these shifts and sacrifices during the lockdown. What's your plans for business growth going forward? Will it be different than during the lockdown? Yeah. You know, uh, Kahi distributors is a, uh, is a food distributor. We play a critical role in our country's food supply chain. And despite the, the different changes and the lockdowns and a variety of different uh, things that have been required of all of us through this really difficult time, our main focus and our, our, our main focus on growth is always hinged upon our partners and helping them win. Um, you know, we can look at the supply chain as a series of links and we're a really important link in that chain. And as long as we're taking care of other links around us, as well as our own link, we'll be okay. I think it's really good to kind of think of, you know, where we play in the supply chain as um, that central link between maybe the first link is the farms and the next link are our suppliers, folks who identify and make uh, trendy items and things that we really want to purchase. Kehi is right next to them and the next link in the chain. And then after that, the next link after us is our retailers, making sure that we've got or they've got the right products or creating that really remarkable consumer experience. And then finally, the last link in that chain is, is you and me, you know, the consumers there. And the reason why KE is able to be successful right in, in their spot and in, in our spot and in, in our link in the chain is because of our su superior technology. Um, a great distribution network. You know, we've got 16 distribution centers now uh, and a, more, a fleet of trucks with more than 600 trucks and our unique culture that always puts people first. I love that. You really succinctly put that all together. And I like how that all uh, is put together like a kind of like a I don't want to oversimplify it, but like a, a puzzle. And um, but what you're doing, especially during, uh, I'd say, the supply chain crisis, as they call it, you guys are doing some hard work, some great work. So thank you. Keep innovating because because we appreciate it. Um, so, Andrew, you're obviously leveraging some new and emerging technologies within your tech stack. Right. Is there anything you might be able to share with our audience today? Well, there's a lot of a lot of shiny new new toys. Right. There's a lot of interesting things that are happening here. But one of the things that I found really really interesting that we've really leaned in on very intentionally is viewing our data as an asset, you know, first for our own consumption and then sharing with our trading partners also. And you might ask, well, why data? I mean, it's, it, we've always had data, right? Well, you know, data helps us understand reality. 
And it's probably the most important thing when operating a company is to have a true sense of what's actually happening. And, you know, if our understanding of reality is inaccurate, we're more likely to make bad decisions. So data, and actually more importantly, the interpretation of that data helps us make better decisions and uh, they can lead us closer to our goals faster. Now, I think it's essential to make sure that you understand that that's not complex and that's not that much of an emerging technology, but it's actually really simple. Data unlocks better performance for us and our trading partners. And uh, it's something that we're very careful about curating and distributing to, uh, to everybody in our ecosystem. Thank you. And you're right. Everything now is really data driven and Mm -hmm. we've got it. We've got to get that right. So foundationally Mm -hmm. that is, that is important. So thank you. Mm -hmm. And Andrew, last question. Can you share something from your career experience that might be helpful for those looking to grow their career, maybe in leadership or technology? You know, there's, um, there's somebody who had a really profound impact on my career. And I I don't, I never knew him personally. Of course, Uh, I read a book he wrote. His name is D Hawk D um, he founded Visa, I think back in the 60s or 70s. And he wrote a, a couple of books. One of them is called The Chaotic Organization. And uh, I, I don't remember exactly the story. You can find uh, more details about this on Google. He's active on, on Twitter and things like that, too. Um, but he he wrote this story about, um, about something that happened late at night on a ranch. And it has, it's, it's this really wonderful metaphor for leadership. It goes something like this, you know, late at night, uh, there was this midnight rainstorm on this cattle ranch and a cow was stuck in a rapidly rising Creek with her calf next to her. And he realized that that calf was going to die if he didn't get in there and get both of them out of there. Now he's, he had to save the baby right now. He, the first instinct in that situation uh, is to run into the rushing water and, and get that calf out of the rising creek so it doesn't drown. But the important thing to do actually is right out of the gate is actually start by taking care of himself, making sure that he has rope, that he's got the right protection, that his mind and head is in the right space, that he's calm and centered. And then I think the next inst- instinct is to go after the baby at that point. And it's not that's not the case. De emphasize how the next situation that he needs to think about is manage the cow, you know, the the calf's mother, uh, calm her down, rope her off, keep her at a distance so that she can't jeopardize him or uh, the calf he's trying to save. And so at that point, the instinct is to now save the calf. And that's not really the, the right next thing to do. In fact, the next thing to do is to uh, survey and understand the environment. How fast is that creek rising? Are there any trees at risk of uprooting or in, interfering with him trying to save that calf? And only then in the fourth step, after that's kind of figured out, the environment's secure, now go after the baby, save the baby, keep him, keep her alive, secure on dry land. Now that's a metaphor for leadership. And I know it's a little bit of an odd one, but it really follows a very important four-step process that first you manage yourself, next you manage up, then you manage across, and then you only, then you manage down. And many leaders as they enter into leadership roles, think it's about managing down, telling people what to do when really DHOC really emphasizes that it's critical to first manage yourself, know what your goals and aspirations and the traumas you might have that might impact your behavior. Uh, And once you're done managing yourself, which is actually, you're never done. You're always doing that. You manage up, manage uh, the cow, right? Manage those who have authority over us, including our bosses and um, making sure we understand what their wants and needs are and that we're seeking feedback from them. Once you manage up, you then move to manage across, just like managing that environment and that rapidly rising creek. That managing across in a corporate environment means managing 
those who you have no authority over. Um, uh, you only have influence. So focusing on relationships and colleagues and aligning with them uh, helps help you, helps you achieve your goals, just like uh, his goal about saving that uh, calf in the creek. The last step in the sequence is now managing down, managing those who you have authority over and caring for them, caring for the people in your charge and making sure they have a clear understanding of why we're doing what we're doing. That 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 story uh, that DHOC told really stuck with me early on. And as I've moved into a variety of different kind of leadership roles, it's um, it's really resonated and it's always held true. And so I thought that was something really valuable to share with others as well. Thank you, Andrew. I appreciate that. You know, we, we uh, in one way or another, we end up finding a mentor, whether it's someone that we personally know, or maybe it's mm -hmm. a book, right? And so yeah. this is the type of nuggets that we um, glean from these podcasts. And uh, trust me, I've got a lot of feedback from a lot of people on how great these podcasts are and the guests and, and how they've helped others uh, to this day, which is just awesome. So thank you for sharing that. You bet. Take a look. D Hawk. He's a wonderful person. Wonderful. Ab absolutely. Absolutely. And Andrew, it was a pleasure having you on today. And I look forward to speaking with you real soon. Likewise. Take care. Thank you so much. Bye for now. Bye.